Welcome everybody to Podcast Today for June 5th, 2016. I went to see the Warcraft film today, so that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> I should preface this, I have literally no experience with Warcraft. I have never played the games, I don't really know what the games are about. The only, the only even tangential experience I have had with Warcraft is the Game Grumps series, what was it called, Guild Grumps, where they, where Ross got a bunch of people who never played Warcraft to play Warcraft. That's pretty much the only time I've ever had any prolonged exposure to Warcraft. I obviously know it's a huge game. It's a cultural phenomenon. A lot of people love it. It's just I've never played those games. So I've no idea what the world is like. I have no idea what this film is referencing. I went to see it as a film. That's it. Nothing else. No baggage. No expectations. It's just a single piece of, of fiction. A single piece of storytelling. So that, that is my preface. I'm coming in this blind. I have no, I have no Warcraft experience. It's, it's a very dense film. I think it would help if you knew, broadly speaking, what any of these people were talking about. <laughs> because I'm going to read to you the character names in this film. There's Sir Anduin Lothar, Gorona Halforsen, Medivh, King Lane Wren, Duratan, Cadgar, Orgrim Doomhammer, Gul'dan, Lady Taria Wren, da- Draka. Blackhand, Gromish Hellscream, Prince Varian Vrim, King Magni Bronzebeard, Moros, Kalan, Varus. See, just character names alone. Like the, the lead character's name is Anduin Lothar. He is commonly referred to as Lothar in the film, played by Travis Fimmel. I've never seen Vikings, but if you've listened to the weekend show before, Ken swears by Vikings. Ken is a big fan of Vikings. But I did not know that character's name until more or less the final act of the film. That's the only time like Lothar and his face associated in my head. There is a lot of mystic babble. This film is full, packed to the brim of mystic babble. There is place names and words and magic forces and orcs and wizards and not wizards and sects of wizards who have cut themselves off from other wizards. <laughs> it's if, if you have no experience with this universe, there's a lot to process in the very early stages of this film, and they, they don't hold your hand, they just throw those words out there over and over again, hoping you pick it up. The basic premise is there is an evil wizard who is forcing orcs to go across into a different world and kill the humans in that world to take it over. Azeroth is the name of the human world, and Draenor is the name of the orc world. I assume those are things from the Warcraft universe, but I've never... Well, Azeroth rings a bell somewhere deep in the recesses of my mind. And the orcs of, of Draenor are killing all of the people in, of, in Azeroth and using their spirit, essence, magic, force, mumbo-jumbo, mystic babble to create a portal to bring the rest of the orcs over and kill the rest of the humans. That's the setup. But the, uh, the idea of this film is that the orcs aren't really the bad guys, they're just doing it because their homeworld is dying and they're being manipulated to do it by an evil wizard and threatened to do it by an evil wizard. Who sucks the life out of people and then so there's not that there's one villain and then there's everyone else who's victims of circumstance and that never works in this film <laughs> at any stage because toward the end of the film obviously there's this big battle where all the orcs and all the humans fight each other and you're just kind of sad and this, this big thing and everyone's dying and uh, seriously the thing that annoyed me most in this film <laughs> was there was a bunch of humans who ran headfirst into orcs. They had swords, they had shields, they had armor, but they just ran in and got smushed and killed instantly. They didn't even like try to swing their sword, they just died. Are they incompetent? Did they want to die? These are supposed to be soldiers of this kingdom. They're not like laymen who don't know what they're doing. They just walk and they just get killed. 
No fight. Don't even like swing their sword. They're just dead. Make your soldiers competent people, or at least make them look like they're trying to fight the oncoming massive CGI killers. You're supposed to kind of feel sorry for the orcs that they're forced into this situation and, you know, they don't really know what to do and they just fight because they're being threatened to fight. And then when everyone's killing each other, you, you just kind of sit there and you're like, oh, I'm upset that one side is dying. Well, I'm not really upset because I'm not really emotionally invested in any of this anyway. But, but you know, you're, 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 the one side of people that you're supposed to have sympathy for is dying and another side of people you're supposed to have sympathy for is dying. What's the point? There's, there's no point. At times this film felt like a two-hour video game cutscene, especially like early portions and when they went in heavy on CGI that looked almost pulled from a video game at times. It's like, ooh, is this one I get to play? Oh wait, no, this is a film. Mm. It's, not a, it's not a terrible film. It's, it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, you won't sit through it and think this is the most offensive thing known to man. It's not like actively bad. Its biggest crime is that it's, the, it's shamefully a setup for a franchise. There is no resolution in this film. There's a, a, a guardian who's supposed to protect the world, and there's the big twist in this film, but they telegraph it from the very, very beginning when that character is introduced. There's this big ominous music instead of, you know, if he was this, this bountiful, lovely fellow, they'd be like, oh. Whereas there's a do -do 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 -do. this film wasn't very interestingly scored either. It was actually by the fellow who did Game of Thrones, so you thought it would have been, because Game of Thrones has some really good haunting music at times. Especially if you've ever watched Game of Thrones and you've skipped the the credit scenes, there is some amazing music in those credit scenes. Leave the credits around next time you watch Game of Thrones. But and I telegraphed, and I understand the idea that you want to make your twists make sense, but that wasn't even making it make sense. That was just making sure you knew it was coming. And Glenn Close is in this film for like a minute and I didn't really know what was happening. And then she's gone and she's dead. Uh, there's weird accents all the time in this film. There's no like accent consistency and you might say, oh, it's a universe. But the people from the same place all had different accents. It was weird. But I was talking about the, the shameful degree to which this was the first film in a franchise. Absolutely no resolution. They're, they're just like, yep, all these plots are coming back in the second film which the film has made 70 million off a 160 million budget. It's not out in the US yet. There might be a second film. This might do well enough to make to justify making a second film. But I actually worked next to the Blizzard, Activision Blizzard who own the Warcraft franchise and Blizzard Entertainment who are co-producers of this film. Universal Pictures who did distribution and Legendary Pictures who co-produced it with Blizzard. But I actually worked next to the, the Blizzard people. I should go in and moan. <laughs> you made a mediocre film that's shamefully the first film in a, a whatever, how many films they plan to make out of this thing. Uh, CGI does wear in you as well. It's there's, there's so little to kind of grab onto and some of the characters that are likable die. And there's a scene toward the end where there, there's this big moment in the middle of a battle where two characters stop to talk and there's never a scene in any film where it feels more like th there's CGI surrounding them. It takes you totally out of it because there's there's not like a circle of people protecting them. It was, it was in that battle between the orcs and the humans and, and two people stop in the middle to chat about something. And it's not like there's a, a circle of people around them protecting them. It's just the, the orcs aren't just coming to kill them for some reason. They could. They could just run at them and kill them, but they're just standing there for, for, for I, don't, I don't even know. Totally takes you out of the film. But that, that's a danger in these kind of heavy CGI films. I, I don't have an objection to CGI. I love The Jungle Book, for example, which was literally, it was a boy in a CGI environment. But when there's so little to actually cling to, it's what I liked about Star Wars with Lupito Nyong'o's character. There was a humanity in that character's eyes that made you actually 
you, you could actually get an attachment to them. Whereas the orcs in this film were just like, well, that's a computer. And all of them sounded like Idris Elba. They were all doing their Luther, Luther voices. I don't know, this film had problems. It's not the worst film in the world, as I said. It just has problems. And it, I have no idea how people who like Warcraft will respond to the film. It feels like there are things in there for them, but I, you never know. You really don't. And there's the problem, Duncan Jones directed this, who I'm not overly familiar with Duncan Jones's work, but there's the problem when you're getting people to write this film, and actually Charles Levitt, or Levitt, did the screenplay with Duncan Jones, and he did Second Son, if you watch that film with Jeff Bridges, and you can see the same kind of mystic babble problem. Second Son is another just mediocre film, the kind of film you watch, and it just leaves no impression on you. It's just in and out, you know, done. I saw it for two hours, and I probably won't think about it much after this. But I was going to say, the problem with these kind of films is you can't really get someone who's overly faithful to the material, because then they'll end up just either creating something that's so dense and hard to get into. Because if, if you're overly familiar with something, it's difficult to create something without removing those biases. Because you know all about this thing, and it's just in your head, you assume other people have at least a basic awareness of some of these things. You don't feel the need to explain them or overly explain them. So you don't really want to get someone who's super into Warcraft. But at the same time, you don't want to get someone with no emotional attachment to the source material at all, because then they'll just create something that's not faithful to, to the spirit of the thing they're, they're adapting in the first place. And then what you end up creating is a thing that appeals to nobody. It doesn't appeal to people who have no attachment to Warcraft, and it doesn't appeal to people who do have an attachment to Warcraft. But, so that that is tricky. It is tricky to find people to do films based on these kind of materials and do them well. But I don't think this film did a particularly good job. It, it's big, and it's, it's occasionally bright and colourful. It's never particularly good to look at, which I think is a failing of the CGI. There, there were the all-time where it's like this big sweeping scenes and they try to create this sweeping Lord of the Rings style kind of narrative where they're bouncing between places with names I don't remember or really understand. Here's a tip. When you're creating names, make, the, make them so that they're grounded in language people actually speak so that they can remember them. So I, I know you want to be inspired by different languages in different places, but if you're going to produce a film in English, have the English character names not be like Mediv, M-E-D-I-V-H, because th my mouth doesn't make those sounds on a regular basis. If you call him Bob, I'll remember Bob. Uh, Warcraft. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> I'll ne probably never think about it again. Until they make a sequel, or I might watch the sequel. Who knows? Unlike X-Men films, which makes me want to uh, occasionally consume X-Men comics. This does not make me want to play a Warcraft game. That's it for podcast today. If you've seen Warcraft, I know it's, it's out in Europe at the moment. I don't think it's out in the US yet. But if you've seen your, uh, Warcraft, let me know what you think. Garrett Kinney on Twitter, G-A-R-R-E-T-T-K-I-D-N-Y. You can get new episodes of podcast today every day and the weekend show every week on soundcloud.com supports hdwskk you can find us on youtube or on itunes search tws network on itunes and you can get both of them at once it's a two for one kind of deal we're that good as i said feedback at garrett Giddy on twitter want to be on the show slip into my dms thanks for listening and bye bye